Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hey, changemakers. Welcome to today's Her Enterprise episode. Today's episode is a mastermind, and we are going to be masterminding Kelly's business. And what we're going to be talking about is creating systems to simplify the process and be able to pass it on when the business grows. Mm -hmm. So let's say hi to all our co-hosts. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Hi, Melissa. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. And Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really great, and I'm super excited to get your insight on this today. I think it'll be super helpful and a little bit of like a inspirational kick on how to like move forward in an area that just kind of feels a little overwhelming at some points, but I'm excited to go through it. So I um, I'm thrilled because I'm at the point where my business is growing enough that I, um, what is it? I want to outsource certain different tasks, specifically like communications, but I need to like go through and like record my process that I'm doing anyway. And I don't, I'm not a big, like, let me sit it out, sit down and write it out in a document. Like, I'm just like, I, again, my problem is communications. And so, like, and so I, so I'm looking at like maybe doing some loom videos and like going through what an intake looks like. And I do have some like, um, like formatted emails written out that I've had done, but I'm hoping to grow in the next like stages of like getting a VA to kind of help me with communications and then, um, and having things that they can do, but then also, um, eventually like hire another clinician so they can like do some of like the intake stuff that I do, but then see clients, but do it in a way that like works well with the practice so that communications flow well. But I want to create systems that support having another clinician because I'm already like, I already like have emails that are where I'm just missing people that want to come see me just because I'm so busy. Right. So on one level, like I'm losing income opportunities, resources, but I don't have like the, and on another level, like I'm kind of fine with it because I'm figuring it out, but, um, and I'm busy enough, (laughs) like, but that's kind of the problem too, is that I could be spending more time doing income earning things rather than trying to figure out, what I'm doing. So I'm eager for like any tips you have um, as far as like, like as far as like observing my own system and then maybe cutting out slack or like what's important when like communicating a system or process to something else. And I know this was a little bit of your like former job, Melissa, but that's kind of the piece that I'm, I want to look into. So I mentioned like Loom videos and I have like templates put out 
on how I do things. And I think there's just like a lot of unconscious things that I just do that I don't even realize I'm doing. And then um, like there's, I want to like get certain things like a chat bot up so that if someone like comes to my page, it'll like, they can chat through it and it'll connect, but I don't have that yet. And I think I need to figure out how to outsource that. And then just even like stupid, like technical things that I need to do as far as like just an auto response on my email. Like I was never a part of corporate in a way that people talk about corporate. So I don't have that like level of training, which can be both like a positive and a negative, but yeah. So those are kind of some of the issues that I'm working through. And I'm curious if you have any like general ideas on that, on things that maybe you've noticed or could be helpful when going through the process or what it would look like. I, for me, I have like some specific things. I might just, I could just tell you like how I hook up my Calendly. I have an automatic message on Facebook like certain things I've automated and attached and paid for like a Zoom account to hook it up to my Calendly. So because I do a lot of things virtually, so the meeting comes up, the reminder comes up, that's all automated. I don't have to like do anything else so that I have real tactical stuff. I do kind of want you to, you don't have to talk to us about it now. If you want to just walk through it, that's fine. But I do want you to write down the funnel process. Like I want you to write down the first thing that happens with your client the a person finds you, what are all the steps they're going to go through to get from finding your website to laying on the bed in your office, in your beautiful office? You know, Mm. what? what I feel like we need to see all those steps because you need to even find where automation could be. You might be missing or it could be here or it might not be there. Is that making sense? So that's the only thing I'm, those are the two sides I'm going for. Like I want the overall process for you. And then I want, I have little things I could tell you to do too that I do. Yeah. And when I was working in engineering, they we did this thing, which I mean, it sounds like you're pretty much have the idea, you just need to implement it, which is <laughs> called time observations. And what you do there is essentially, um, usually someone else comes and watches everything you're doing for a whole day. And Come they move take in, notes. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they take notes. And so they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, she walked to this machine. She did this, this. And then they'll put a start time at every step. And so that in the end, not only do you have all the steps that you were going through in either that specific process or that day, you also have the times so that you can go back and say, oh, this step took 30 minutes or this step took five minutes. Um, And yeah, it helps you identify. Now you can do this on your own, but it's going to create a lot of interruptions during your day. And one of the one of those steps or processes that pretty much you set an alarm every 15 minutes. And so every 15 minutes, you go to a notebook that you have and you write down what did I just do in those 15 minutes. And you just like, you're not trying to write sentences or processes, you're just saying, I sent an email, I, you know, went to go grab a coffee, everything, like any little thing, because you might find you were talking a little bit of like eliminating steps and stuff. You might find that your your personal upkeep things like getting your coffee, maybe the coffee machine should be better somewhere else because it'll save you some time or something like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, you, you could do that yourself with with 15 minute alarms of 
just taking a break. But it's again, it's going to kind of extend extend your process a little bit because you're adding all those breaks. That's one way you can do it yourself. But what I was saying is like, it sounds like you've already kind of got the idea is the loom videos. You know, if you're just recording, if you just hit record every time you're starting a new step in the process, then you could go back and, you know, analyze it later. Or you could even, like you said, give that to somebody else to do, like hire someone else and say, break down you know, make a process, a standard operating process of all the steps that I did to do this. And somebody else can do that for you. Um, you you probably don't even have to narrate it because in the one that you did um, oh, with yeah. the red circle, you were like narrating what you were doing. But if they could just see everything on your screen, then you don't even need to worry about that because they'll be like, oh, she clicked this tab and she clicked that. And that's that's mm-hmm. another way to do it. And I think that'd probably be easier and more more of a like a way to hand it off yeah yeah I do know there's like intake questions it's hard because there's like one so I use Clinico for office management and like um I almost want to like hire someone else who knows clinical to like create forms because there's certain intake questions that I ask that aren't on the form right but I always do things like, is there a side preference or where is their tension one way or another? Um, so I almost like really want to hire someone who's like an expert in it. And I tried like contacting Clinico about it. And I don't think the person I was talking to like knew what I was trying to get at. I was like, they were like, no, it's easy enough. Just read the thing. And I was like, I have four children. <laughs> I, mean, I will pay for someone else to figure this out. for me. Um, yeah. Okay. That's really good. Um, and I like all of those little like tips. I, yeah. One tip I got too was just like someone told me that they had an auto response on their email that answered most of the key questions that people asked. So then it was like, um, so how to book, like, here's a link on how to book an appointment. Here's whatever. And I do want to do some like videos, that I can put on my website that will answer a lot of questions that end up taking a lot of my time throughout the day when it's just the same question. And I have had like a couple blogs written, like, and that was one question my writer asked me was like, what will save you the most time? Or how do you spend the most time answering questions? And it was such a great request. As far as like the process of people finding me, um, it usually depends on like what they're coming for. So I, my like main one is like kids with tongue tie and I'm pretty well networked with like lactation consultants or dentists or other providers that they would see and then they would hear from me or it'd be like mom's groups. And then there's some people that are like literally will just Google me and they'll find me on Google or having the like, what is it? I'll have some of the, like some of those blog posts that I have that are commonly asked questions, like how does cranial sacral therapy help tongue tie or how does this work with torticollis? So I'll like do that to automate as far as like scheduling and automating that. Like I use square and people really love that. Like my clients find it easy to use, but they, so I think it's like, They'll have like a painful nursing situation and then they go to like a mom group 
for seven. And somehow they still find me pretty quickly. I was realizing that like that client base window, it's ideal if I see them within like the first like three months of life or four months of life. And I usually see them that quickly. So it's like, usually they're pretty, pretty networked. Um, and then migraines, Google also helps, but it's like, there's another massage therapist that found me, but there have been times like one, um, method or, and I'm going to meet with this dentist on Friday. He's coming to check out the office. Um, is I, we've had clients that refer, he refers to me and then other ones he just like doesn't, but they find me later and they're like, I wish I knew about you. And I know that they saw him, right? So in my intake, I'll find out who their other providers are that they're seeing. And it ends up being like a great note as far as what are my referral sources and where are people coming from. Um, but and then, and then what about, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but I just oh, wanted so to. So I was just trying to figure out like a way, I'm going to talk to him and see if there's a way I can like create a handout or something so that it becomes their standard operating procedure to kind of like every time someone comes in for a tongue tie, here's a folder they get with information about how cranial sacral can help a tongue tie with my information on it. But a lot of times people hear me, hear about me from like seven different spots before they're like, well, three people highly recommended you. So then I said, okay, we'll come or they'll call. And then they usually just kind of book and then do is that, it. So, so that's the process I'm asking about too. Like what is the booking process? So they find you and then mm-hmm. they just send, if they send, like, do you, they send an email to you or what, what's the process? So, yeah. So some will send an email. Some will, I have like very clearly on my like website where it says book now. And then I have on my Facebook page book now okay. or book an appointment. And then on that, like, on my appointments is where like my prices are. Um, and then they'll, they could also call or email me. Um, I'm like better at email than I am like returning calls. Right. Like, so those are kind of the pieces and sometimes I'll call and they hate calling too on my voicemail. And literally this was like one of our masterminds. You're like, wait, you have to like, the only thing you're putting off is like redoing my voicemail. It took me forever to do that. And so then you're like, you have to do it right now. And it was like, um, so I put on there, like, please text me because you can text this number and then I can put you on the schedule or something like that. I do have it where like they have to have like a credit card on file. So then it prevents like, just someone booking a ton. Yeah. Yeah, Cancellation, no call, no shows and stuff like that. So that's been a game changer though. Like I used to pay for square and they send reminders and everything, but then they made it where it's free for one person. And I was like, awesome. Like, and then they stopped charging me, but yeah. So that's a little bit of the process, I think. Um, Hey Kelly. So I just wanted to ask you about your, phone system and and what phone system you use? Do you automate your systems? Because I know something I've used before is Google Voice. And I just wanted to ask you, um, have you tried that before or? I haven't tried it yet. And I've been curious about it. I don't know enough about it. I, um, and I honestly don't have anything. I have voicemail. I have a voicemail where I say, I don't usually answer my phone or my voicemail, so please contact me any other way possible. And then I give them my, like, 
really like complicated email address because no one knows how St. Bridget's is spelled unless you're like Irish Catholic. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> like, and then I also am like, just text me at this phone number. So I'll like say that. And that's an improvement on like where I just wouldn't listen to voicemail or send them back. And I, yeah, so I would love, I mean, even just voicemail that, it already like voicemail turning into text is already a huge step for me, but um, yes. yeah, definitely like some system that incorporates that. So I had a client who used that and I called and it was like, what are you calling about? And then I had to record it and I was like, Oh man, this seems like a great way to filter things, especially since I kind of have my like personal and professional phone, like merged mm-hmm. together right now. Right. Right. That's something else we had talked about. Have you thought about, do you feel like you want to get your system down more before you even start to branch out and separate it? Or what do you I think? mean, I, I would love to separate it. I just have no idea how. I think it's just like such a big, it feels like such a big, like, amputation. <laughs> like, I have like, yeah, I just have no idea how to like separate it that it's so like merged. So... Your question just made me think about in the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss actually talks about certain programs that can create voicemails into like an actual email. He, I just feel like if you can get the Tim Ferriss four hour work week book or the audiobook, you can navigate to the section where he talks about systems himself because he also doesn't answer voicemails. So he actually, in his message, he says, like, I only check my phone every Monday at three and at um, eight. You know, he picks these times. I'm I'm not sure if I'm direct quoting here so that people know that if they need an answer and it's Tuesday, they're not he's not even going to listen to it till next Monday. So he does that so that he encourages people to contact him in the way that he prefers to be contacted which uh, I believe is email. Like I said, I don't remember the exact name of the tool, but I I feel like he talks about a tool where if people leave you voicemail, um, if you have this tool, it'll transfer it to like a text message. Cool. Right, which will be good for you to get it set up. And then it's funny because with my cranial sacral therapist, um, I called her um, twice before I got an appointment. And she said too, um, it just takes her longer to get back to voicemails. So- you know, and that could be that could be a personal thing. It could be random, but I just you know, for us now, she has two clients. She has me and my husband. I mean, I'm sorry, my son and my husband are now going to her. So, um, however, you can have clients reach you is is important. Yeah. And then too, I I always I mean, when I was in the classroom, I could never respond to voicemail. I never checked, rarely checked it, and I did the same thing where it went to text. But even then, I sometimes didn't check it all. I'll be like, oh, wow, I have 17 text voicemails to look at. <laughs> yeah. So, and for me to so like get in a space where I can call people back, like the stars have to align, right? Because kids are crazy and yep. or I'm seeing clients and then the time of day where the kids are not crazy, people are usually in bed and it's like inappropriate to call people back. So right. sometimes I'll call and leave a voice message like if it works and they don't answer and then I'll tell them I'm sending a text with something or I'll respond with a text midday with like a link to my website and how people can book. But yeah. 
Are we helping answer those questions? Like, are you getting yeah. ideas? No, those are really to- good tips, especially like charting every 15 minutes or the loom and like um, the time observations. Like, those are good. And then I don't think I fully thought about something for voicemail to like automate. And I don't think I just, I just didn't think it was totally possible. Like when someone mentioned chatbots, I was like, what? And I'd like, I'd like come across them in other people's websites, but it was never a tool that like I imagined using myself. Right. I didn't think it was accessible. So I think I just need to find someone. I think I need to find someone to help me set it up because I like signed up for it. Part of it is I'll like sign up for it. And then I just get too distracted to like finish the process of completely like doing it. Does that make sense? You have yeah. It's like you questions. need, well, that's what you need. Yeah. You need somebody in a coming coach <laughs> to, like, or just someone else to do it. <laughs> so. Yes. I just, I agree that you just need that person to kind of wrap it up for you. And also I, I can't wait for you to have a virtual assistant because I feel like, a lot of this stuff they could just be working on for you. And yeah. then like, it's like, you just need to be able to sort of sign off on the dotted line. Like, here's the program we picked. Here's the, here's the email drip campaign they're going to get when they say they have this problem, they get this email. And then the next email is this, if they said that they yeah. need to set it all up for you. And you just like, here, sign off on it. Cool. And it needs to be done for you because you're getting to the place that you just need all those things to be automated. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause I have a friend, I have a lot of dentist friends because apparently in my business, I have dentist friends <laughs> and they'll talk to me about running their practice. And one of them, she's super busy, but she has like her office manager. So they're like high, much like they're much more of a complex system than I am. Like their monthly costs are $50,000 and I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> like yeah. great. But they have an office manager and she'll tell them, Hey, I forgot lunch and I'm starving. Can you order Jimmy John's? And then the office manager has a list of like her favorite food from Jimmy John's that she doesn't really care, but it's like these three meals. And then her office manager will just order them. She's like, then I don't have to think through how am I going to get food or whatever. I can just see clients and focus on that. And I don't have to like waste a ton of time or energy on this, especially like as a dentist where there's like such a high like revenue turnover piece and their time is so I don't know like expensive and valuable like it's literally like one or two dentists create all of the income for like how do you like five like before I even see a dentist I see five staff yeah (laughs) and so like I don't know um yeah so I think that's like one part that I think would help me like stabilize as I like grow or before I can grow my like other like random questions were, okay. So this is a little bit of a subject change and I don't know where we are in time, but the like, so I want to move, but I don't want to clean my house and I have to get (laughs) my house like um, minimalistically like, purge slash house showing ready slash picture ready so if we like and the market is so hot where we're at it's insane so like if we like find a house and we put an offer on it we have to have our house like show it show worthy in like two days or that we could like and hopefully like take pictures ahead of time so that it can like go on online and it would sell like What's tricky is like, depending on how much we want for it or anything, like the market's so hot, we could sell it as it is without doing 
anything, right? Like people would buy a messy house, (laughs) but I have so much stuff. The only solution I can come up with is to completely burn down my house because I'm like buried in toys and I don't know how to like, like purge with, does that make sense? Cause I know both of you have kind of like moved relatively recently and this is our first time going from like a house with four kids. That's like small anyways. And we're like crammed in there and I don't know entirely how to just like get rid of everything. So if you have any like purging minimalism, how do I clean up my life (laughs) (laughs) tips? Without, like, completely offending. Like, I did have our sitter, um, like, most of the kids were gone one day and the baby was napping. And I was like, if you can make the toy area look magical, and that might mean hiding stuff in the closet, which is fine. And she did. She had a whole bunch of toys in the closet. And then, um, but then today, like... Aiden was looking for a coffee maker that's like a toy coffee maker. And none of us knew where it was, but... I don't know. So that's my like other personal side. I dream in 2021 that I will have more space (laughs) in a living area. So So I feel like when I gave my uh, minimalism presentations, one of the questions was very similar. And my question back is always what's more important? Is it um, the time or the money? Because sometimes when people purge, they really want to like sell their stuff because they want to recoup some of the expense. And that creates a lot more steps because you need to take, um, take good pictures and post and ask for bids and things like that. And so that's good if the money is the most important thing and you're okay with managing that, that process, then that's fine. Um, If, if the yeah. money is not as important, then, you know, you might still need to take pictures and write like a tiny description. But obviously, if you're trying to sell something, there needs to be more effort in the pictures and more effort in the yeah. description and more effort finding the highest bidder. But if you just want to give things away, um, even in COVID, like maybe I'm not sure I haven't checked whether Goodwill is accepting things right now and things like that. That's I feel like I've heard that you have to show up at very specific times or else things get thrown out. But something I've used um, is something called the buy nothing group. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but the buy nothing group, you still need to post a picture. And, you know, usually that's, that's good enough. Like you're taking pictures of the toys or you're taking pictures of the clothes. You might need to say what size it is. And then, um, you know, you can just set a system where it's like, well, I'm just going to check it on Monday. So you don't feel like you have to be on call, like with something Mm. that's on sale, you might feel like you have to be very responsive, and it takes over your time. But with the buy nothing group, like I'll post something and then I'll say, I'm gonna pick someone on Friday, which is like five days later, because that's what works for me. And so I'm I'm making it work for me in my time schedule. Um, I think if you're okay with losing the money, quote unquote, of what the items cost you, it's a lot easier to purge. It's a lot easier to minimize. Um, If you're trying to recoup the cost, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to accept the fact that you're that you're going to do more work and you have to be okay with that. 
This is why, like, the rich neighborhoods always, like, give away crazy good stuff for free. Like, are, like, super cheap. You're like, I'm going to those garage sales. That's such a good point. I know, um, so the same dentist I mentioned before, she would have her nanny post stuff on her account and then put have her deal with it since she was, like, home. It was just, like, an overall household thing and I think there's like a couple things but otherwise it's literally I just I'm fine I just want to be rid of the stuff like I just don't want to see stuff and I'm trying to eliminate like horizontal spaces because they just don't they don't meet like they don't I don't know people just feel a need to fill horizontal spaces no matter what it's true what it's I true. Do. Flat surfaces accumulate things. And actually, going back to my like engineering thing, even that was a problem in like the processes in in our business of you know aerospace. And so what they would do is they would make they would eliminate the horizontal spaces by putting like little triangles. So it would yes. create like a slide so yes. that people can't put anything on it. So it's because it's not flat anymore. Yeah. And so you put this sliding thing. So you eliminate those spaces because it's true. It takes a lot of practice and everyone needs to be on the same page, which is what creates the difficulty. It's like you might be really good about keeping this one table clear, but if nobody else in your household is on the same page, then it's not going to work because you're one person and they're five or they're four or whatever number. One person against any number more than one is going to create a problem. Yeah. So you, So it's better for them to just not be there. <laughs> Yeah. Nicole, did you ever go through the process of like selling your, did you own a house in Maryland and have to sell it or? Yeah. So we, and I went through the process of maybe renting it, but unfortunately we just bought in such an expensive area that we are never going to recoup the rent. So mm. it was more, it was better for us to um, sell it. I did. Um, I used a ton of uh, the next door app. I don't know if you guys have next door in your neighborhoods, but it's a great way for neighbors to communicate. If you don't have the app, check it out. Um, and Facebook Marketplace, I wasn't worried about recouping costs too much. I think I had lupus come. They used to come pick up your stuff. So that was awesome. I think I had probably seven or eight different lupus runs. I would drop stuff at Goodwill, um, you know, probably 20 bags at a time. Like I, there was so much that we cleared out. It was awesome. Um, I really was a big fan of the packing party, which is from the minimalists. I think they started it where you pack up when you were talking about getting your house ready, I would say, you know, you can do photos of one room. Like it's not going to overwhelm your family to clean one room up to do pictures. And then, um, you know, so pictures can be done just by kind of moving stuff into other spaces, like even move stuff out into your living room while you're doing the bedroom. So it's minimalist and then put it back until you're ready to do all the purging. Um, you know, I don't know. I, in the end, I wasn't really worried. I think our recuperating, what, what, what costs we made back, we ended up like using it for gas money on our four month road trip and stuff. Like we weren't trying to make a bunch of money back. Um, and I didn't have the bandwidth for that. I was, I was mm-hmm. homeschooling one kid. I was trying to finish. I was still department chair. I, I was really busy at work. Um, and then my husband had a business and I don't know, it was just wild. And they were all little toddlers trying to keep the house clean with babies. And we had a dog. I mean, it was, yeah, I remember that time. So I feel for you a lot, Kelly, because selling is hard when you have little ones. But um, we went away for a weekend, which is something I would suggest if you do want to show the house. Like yeah. we scheduled all of our showings in one weekend. 
Um, I actually went to Montana with Melissa um, that weekend. And all my kids went to this like fun hotel with a big pool, like not too far away from our house. And we did to my real estate agent helped me do these really two big scheduled showings. Now it's different because it's virtual too. So I don't even know how much you have to do that. You could even just like do a loom, like do a video of, you know, your house. And I think that's more how they're doing it. There's not as, yeah. you know, they don't have everybody descending on a house because of the coronavirus. So that's actually going to be work out in your favor, probably. Um, and really, yeah, like, I mean, I just, I loved giving my stuff away or we did a couple of yard sales. I love the stories though. I, I will say I enjoyed telling people about the items they got, like our Michael Jackson records. I mean, the fun stuff, like when Angel and I went to Chicago for our anniversary and we got stuck there in the snow um, we were at a record shop for three hours. I mean, we had all these old like blues albums and, hmm. you know, it was fun to like, you know, some of the stuff we kept, but a lot of it, we're like, you know, we just let it go and just telling the stories, having neighbors come over and, you know, see our stuff in the yard sales. That actually was kind of fun. That's one thing that I liked. So I did do a couple selling things, but again, it was never really for money. It was more like, we need to get rid of this stuff. Who's, who's going to be the person who's going to want these things? Like it's going to end up in the right hands. Right. So that yeah. kind of happened for us too. Which was fun, and I can hear my kids in the background. Sorry. Oh, great. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think like part of it is just we have inherited a lot of stuff, and in in part because we like, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of people that love us and are cheering us on. So then they're like, "You need a couch. Here's a couch, right? Like <laughs> you you need whatever. Here's this." And I think we're like growing. Like a those things are kind of aging out and like finishing their use, but then we're just kind of like growing into a different space. So I'm kind of trying to figure out like, what do I do with this crystal set of something (laughs) that I inherited that isn't as appropriate? I do have, it does remind me that I do have a client who will list products um, on it, like, um, Oh, eBay and all of that. And then Mm -hmm. she'll take a cut of it. And that was actually like really helpful for me because then she would just, here's money. And then she would ask us like, what do you want to do with this when it's with like, it doesn't sell? Like, do you care if it's donated or do you want it back? And then she was like really thoughtful and organized around it. I know she had a baby. Um, So I have to like, that's a good, I forgot about her. So I'll have to remember that. But I definitely feel you on that, like, overwhelm. I'm completely, like, it's COVID. And I think we're already just, like, overwhelmed the way it I, is. And that piece is, like, just getting rid of things. Yeah. I feel like you should, when you say that, you should definitely reach out to her. Because you never know. Maybe she's looking for a new uh, extra source of income. And so that might be a win-win situation. So done. And then there's people, don't forget, like my one, our other friends that relocated from Maryland to Texas, they're in Austin. Um, There's whole companies that do estate planning and stuff, and they'll just finish everything. You leave the key, they'll sell the house, they'll sell all of your stuff that's in it. I mean, like you could just also, there's companies that'll do everything for you. But then of course you have to remove yourself from the whole situation so they can wrap up everything for you. But you can honestly, there's companies that do that too. If you know, it just depends on. What you can Dylan afford would and, be and what like, you can do. Yes. Dylan would like, <laughs> wouldn't care. He's like, what? Yes. Like, and thankfully, like we bought when the market was low and the market is like really high right now. So we, I think good. we'll have like some good equity 
to work with. And yeah, I don't know. Dylan and I are also like have very different priorities on how to prepare on what needs to be done to prepare a house. And it's like opposite than you would think of. He's like, we need to change. Like, I don't know. I'm much more of a like, I'll go fix this myself and do it. But he's kind of a like, he's, I don't know, he's a Debbie Downer. I'm like, I think it's more important that we like paint the front door and give it some curb appeal and then like fix whatever key, like big shocker things that would be for people or get the mega. But I think we have different priorities on what would get the most bang out of our buck. buck. Well, definitely pay your pay for your home inspection get your home inspected as if you were a seller before anybody comes and finds something you don't want them to find just pay the 300 bucks i don't know how much it is definitely always pay for that as if you were the seller of your own home Um, as if you were the buyer of your own home that way anything they catch you've already seen it no big mold we had mold in our attic and i didn't get it i didn't catch it and it cost us five thousand dollars instead of 500 so wow so we like um how often i don't know i should ask like how often this should happen right because like we bought the house seven years ago and have the inspection from there but then we like put a new roof on and then new insulation and then new like heating and cooling and stuff yeah well you want to let them know that when they come but i just mean especially i mean our house was from the 50s it was a 1955 little ranch that's our Um, house (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it was awesome. I mean, it was it had a lot of love, but it was overflowing. It was overstuffed with joy, and we needed to break out. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's something that that was my friend flips houses. The, the man who helped us, you know, fix up my house. He was a, he was a home flipper in the Baltimore, Maryland area, and he was like, pay for. He told us, and we didn't do it. I was like, I think it's okay because you know, I I was like, I love keep the house. Everything's great. Da da da. You know, like I've been watching that. I'm taking good care of it. There was a little teeny bit of mold, but because a seller found, it, because a buyer found it, we had to do the remediation and cover everything. And I mean, it was just like way more expensive process, of course, because you want to follow the, the laws and make everything correct. Right. But I could have removed the mold with, you know, I could have done a company that was more inexpensive, but I had to follow protocol because it was now on, you know, yeah. So it makes a really big difference. It's just, to me, I'd rather drop that three to $500 and just be like, check, I know it's done versus, oh, I hope they don't find anything. I think the house is already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's really good. Oh, and I loved the guy who did our inspection. So I'll, I'll give him a call. Yeah. Cool. So well, that's just that's like a real estate thing, but it's it's fun to sell houses. I mean, it's it's work, but it's fun to grow to get to a new place. Melissa's like just riding off that right now. <laughs> All right. So, how are you feeling, Kelly? I feel great. Thank you. I got you two have some big to do's in one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. Direction and like motivation. I think having like more bite sized tools helps me feel like I can do it. Do you want to set a couple goals or just ideas of what you could start maybe Um, looking into? Yeah. Are you there yet? I know. Well, I'll definitely do your home inspection idea. And then um, I... Maybe the 15 minute. I was thinking the 15 minute. um, I like, yeah. Yeah. I like the loom, doing loom and then 15 minute things. I also like the point of like, it's helpful to know that it's something people companies hire out for someone else to like watch you do stuff and just record it. So I think that's helpful too. So I think, um, 
I'll also just kind of put out an ad or look for an ad for like um, a VA in general. Yes. And then that'll kind of be a motivator for me to like get my systems down. But even knowing I have to record it is helping me like be more aware of the sim- of that of my systems in general and what I'm doing. So yeah, I'll post pictures as I like purge rooms. <laughs> like, And I like the delegating piece. I'm, I'm a huge fan of delegating. Hey, Changemakers. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Her Enterprise episode 017, where we mastermind Kelly's business. We covered a lot of ground on today's episode, so I really hope that you got some useful tools and tips to help in your own business. We talked about how you could analyze and be more aware of your processes so that you can then hand those off to a virtual assistant or somebody else as your business grows. We also talked a little bit about some personal issues because as you know, her enterprise covers things that are for your business and for your life. And so we talked about, you know, Kelly's desire to move to a bigger space, to have more space and the steps she needed to go through to get her home ready. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you can use these tips on your own business or in your own life. Thanks for listening. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise with her enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.